Well, I got I got excited and then disappointed, Jordan, when I saw the title of last week's uh, podcast episode, Mr. T's Cosmos, because I thought, certainly, certainly, with a title like that, you're, you are going to break down in detail the hit album, rap album, Mr. T's Commandments by Mr. T himself. <laughs> but you never even mentioned we it. We never even mentioned it, did we? I have never heard of it. Do you you were playing some of it before? Yeah, it's 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 incredible. You want me to play some? Yeah, I think the listeners do. All right, well let me let me see. I'm not here. sure I want to after the last two minutes <laughs> or right before we started. If you break the rules, God help you, fool. You've got Mr. T to fear. The listeners can hear all the the words there, but this is uh, this is Mr. T's take on the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and I love the the chorus is "Honor thy father and thy mother." The Bible makes it clear. I pity the fool who break this rule. He got Mr. T to fear. <laughs> Something like that. So I. That's uh, pretty awesome. Sorry we missed that. <laughs> it was Mr. T because this is TBM that posts. I, a lot well, I on figured the I, I figured that out as I listened, but I, I got really excited when I saw the title. Yeah. But uh, in the music video, Mr. T, this was made in the '80s. You know, kind of the height of his popularity. Oh, yeah. And in the music video, he's going around beating up kids. Oh, really? He's beating up kids. <laughs> he's roughing up these kids that are doing things like playing billiards and you know, hanging out and listening to the bad music and stuff, but he's, <laughs> it's awesome. We will link to the so YouTube music video. I, I really think that in this day and age, if you had your kids going out playing billiards, that they would be considered like pretty good kids, right? They're not doing all the things that people today think are <laughs> right. crazy. Ooh. Right. Like the traditional Protestant family would be like, oh yeah, I sent my son to the billiard hall and just glad that he's not sucked into those video games or... Yeah, we or, got trouble. That's capital P that rhymes with T that stands for pool or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that... That was the, 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 the music man, right? 
Oh, it could be. Yeah. The whole impetus was that impetus was that they were going to build a pool to, hall. Yeah, they need the kids to do something different. And then the the Simpsons parodied parodied that with uh, with the tram. Uh, I wish I could remember the song for that, but uh, but right, yeah. Nowadays, kids kids will play pool a little bit, but it's not like they go somewhere to do it. It's if someone has it in their house. I think. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, the the billiards halls are more for like adults, right? Right. Us degenerate adults that can't <laughs> find anything better to do. Well, Sick and tired of playing Candy Crush Saga on your phone or whatever. Right. Farming for Farmville. What is? What are all the phone? I don't know. Games? I you know I like computer games. I've made that clear. I can't get into phone games. I've never really. I just. I think it's a different type of person that has to, that's going to get sucked into those uh, games. Like, are you the type of guy that would play solitaire on your computer or play solitaire on your own? Not really. Yeah, I did a little neither. bit back in the old days when it was kind of a novelty. But for me, the the experience between PC gaming and phone gaming is it's so much better on the PC. It's just a better experience, and and I know that the phone games are more like time killers. And there's certain games. That yeah, they're definite time killers. Work fine on the phone, like like oh, words with friends, or you know something like that. But I don't even know if that's still around. Words with friends, but but like as far as like video games, because I know that they they've tried to Im- they've tried to imitate the console and PC experience on the phones with these elaborate games, and it's like it's a teeny screen and i have to swipe and yeah the next stuff with my thumbs the next just, perceived uh improvement would be to have it on your apple watch <laughs> right you, then they would sell you a, like a magnifying device <laughs> so you could see the watch i mean right, yeah I, right. the more and more people are using these little tiny phones the more i'm uh confused like i i would really rather prefer browsing the web on my desktop computer with my 32 two inch monitor yeah well you know what we coming from a web development background and internet background i find it's interesting how the even though the software has improved to make make it easier for people to put up websites websites have in a lot of ways devolved they become simpler they're basically just picture content picture content type of stuff there are some cool apps out there Uh, the application programming has improved being able to access video and you know, do cool stuff with JavaScript or whatever. But back in the day, you know, the aughties, the aughts, the <laughs> 2000s or the 2010s, teens, whatever, there there were some pretty cool websites, some artistic, uh, innovative, interesting things, and, and things were really complex, and there were lots of Easter eggs, and you would go... You would go to a website, and you could have a different experience on on different sites... But you know why that changed? Well, the mobile phone. Exactly. Everything yeah. had to become mobile phone ready. Yeah. And so the art of the website sort of got well, I think flushed that, down the bin. I haven't looked at the stats yet, but I'm pretty sure mobile has overtaken desktop usage long ago. I'm meaning, sure it has, mo- yeah. Meaning there's far more traffic on mobile devices than there is on uh, a desktop. Or uh, When we say desktop, I'm saying laptop desktop a, a, right. a personal computer type of a thing anyway uh, real quick before we continue this conversation i need to apologize to you listeners some of you didn't finally <laughs> finally have i not apologized enough or was it all apologetic uh 
for you Bible scholars. There's a little funny there. I, yeah, I was on the road the last two weeks and thank you to Mr. and Mrs. T. This is uh, T, the guy TBM that mm-hmm. t- comments on our podcast fairly often. Thank you TBM for keeping the conversation going on the mindvirus.show website and really enjoyed hanging out with you guys when we were out there visiting you. Uh, these are some longtime friends of mine. Anyway, when I was doing this on the road, I, th- I think I was able to pull off the audio reasonably well. Not as good as you, Mr. Flood, but, uh, you know. But no, it sounded fine. Just like the introduction, you know, just kind of improvised the... Yeah, that was yeah. good. Okay. They thought that was a little weird when I did that right in front of them. <laughs> um, it's like, what did we sign up for? But I made a, a small error in the XML RSS feed for the podcast aggregators, and I think Apple and Spotify, perhaps others, did not pick up the podcast until this morning when Bobby reminded me. Um, Mr. T did remind me at some point last week, but we were driving a lot, and I forgot to to look at it. But yeah, I made a mistake in the code there, and... For some of you, you may not see last week's podcast show up until today. And hey, that you get two for one. I made such an effort to try to get it out last week, and so I feel kind of bad about that. My mistake. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we do appreciate having a lot of listeners out there. Some, you know, being of course the most widely listened to podcast on the web, as Bobby likes to point out. Easily. We do appreciate you, the the loyal listeners, Anna. Um, I hope that didn't cramp your style too much, as they may say, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, well, today is October 17th, 1984. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome to have some guests on. We had a historic moment. We had Mrs. T, the first woman to ever be on the Mind Virus podcast. You know, I didn't... Didn't really think of that. Congratulations, Mrs. T. Yeah. So pats on the back are in order for us for being so diverse and open-minded. Now, if you, Mr. and Mrs. T, would just both, um, if you don't mind, if you could start identifying each other as the opposite gender and switch. (laughs) See, that that way it wouldn't really cause a problem in your marriage because you could stay married. Well, I mean, you could, I guess one of, yeah, anyway, the whole... The whole social thing is all messed up these days. So it, if anyway, if you guys want to switch, we could do the first trans. And then if one of you just wanted to switch first, we could do the first, you know, same sex. You would have to drive a long way, though, to do that. We could do it over Zoom. Well, we, we could. But would it be the same? Well, I think if that was the situation that they were going <laughs> to switch genders, we could do it over Zoom and call it good. Because, you know, that's kind of... Isn't that kind of, isn't there an old adage, an old uh, saying, you know, like, it's kind of like kissing your sister. Um, I never. If a guy switches to be a girl, isn't that kind of. <laughs> I never. Like the girl wants a girl, but he finds out she's a, she, she finds out he's a guy that's now a girl. Isn't that like kind of kind of like kissing your sister? Because it's not quite. <laughs> I never, I never kissed my sister, but I do remember the scene from from Willow. <laughs> where Val Kilmer tries to dress up like a girl to get out of the pickle he's in and the mm-hmm. 
the big guy finds out and he says, not a woman, <laughs> not a woman. And then, of course. Doesn't this whole, this whole gender dysphoria thing, this whole gender craziness, gender apocalypse, doesn't that kind of like ruin all kinds of traditional isms and things that we've had in our culture like you can't say kissing your sister anymore because it doesn't mean anything to people because they already are kissing their sister well it, it or it, it breaks down a lot of things or, or the or the the funniness of that scene in willow like if right. val Kil- you can't have val kilmer who was a total heartthrob right it's only funny because val kilmer's dressed up like a woman right it's not even funny anymore to have guys dressed up like women right it's not that's not funny some like it hot Right, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemon, classic. Yeah, it's it's. What it's, are they going to do? Have them identify as straight men? Well, and that's the whole idea behind <laughs> this gen, so this gender, you know, chaos is it's it's pushing the absurdity onto people and making people trying to make people force people to accept things that are abjectly absurd. It's a mind game. It's one of many mind games that a they're playing of the with, mind. Right? A mental Play, illness. Right a mental illness. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of them going on recently, you know. They never, like, the AP, should we just jump into this? Do we want to do I don't a know what you want to talk. I don't, want, I don't know what you want to talk about today. Uh, we could talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. And we don't have to have a theme. We don't have to limit ourselves to a theme. We can just do what we want here on the Mind Virus Show. We can. It's because it's our show. That's right. But more, more so, and one of the things that we've always tried to do is not just make it a current event show, but talk about how the current events kind of fit into bigger ideas. And, and I appreciated last week's conversation with the T's because we, you guys talked about bigger things and those are important because those are the types of things we're being distracted from. We're being distracted from having meaningful conversations about who we really are and you know what this life really can be. We're getting distracted and arguing over what is or what isn't a woman or who to vote for or whether 50% inflation is actually a good thing or as one headline I saw uh, <laughs> that War in Ukraine is actually beneficial and keeps the peace. They're literally saying okay. war, is, war peace. is peace. Like straight out of Orwell. Ignorance is strength. And of course, the AP and other media outlets this last week are running fact checks, and I'm doing air quotes with my hand, fact checks on the, the idea that the vaccine, the you-know-what vaccine, was ever uh, meant to stop transmission. No, yeah. it was never meant to stop infection or they transmission. Never, we check. never said that. Pfizer never claimed that. And of course, the internet has the receipts, and they're getting bombarded with the receipts. But what do you mean by receipts? Receipts. You of, mean the proof? I, I mean them claiming that it'll stop transmission. I mean, you have the president of the United States saying, "If you get these shots, you yeah, won't but isn't, get sick." Isn't that what the fact checkers are saying? Is that it will well, it doesn't matter if Biden or 
Well, that you, you that have, guy, this, what all they're saying is that this person over at Pfizer didn't claim. Well, that you it have the CEO of Pfizer uh, saying it on on video on Twitter. Yeah, but times. isn't that what AP's so trying this, to say? Well, technically, it wasn't yeah, him. So CDC it's technically because the man that it, testified never claimed. We don't have yeah, a record of the man that testified ever claiming that it would stop transmission. Yeah, well, they're spinning it. Was it was just your grandma, your school teachers, everybody and their dog, including the CEO, who, right. by the way has caught COVID twice after having been quintuply vaccinated, quadruply. And see, that's the absurdity, right? It's just like the gender, the Who gender believes inside if, out. If right? you're out there and you believe that the AP is uh, accurately reporting the news, please post on the podcast page at mindvirus.show and let us know. <laughs> I don't think any of our listeners think the AP is reporting the news. Somebody, somebody might be wandering along. They might f- be looking at Spotify right now going, oh, there's a podcast from last week that I missed on the Mind Virus show. <laughs> Let me have a listen. They might, be, they might be, you know, just running into the podcast out of the blue. Well, see, we talked about a couple weeks ago, and then it was brought up a little bit last week with the tease that the joseph smith quote right thy mind oh man must stretch they don't want our minds to stretch they want to keep us stupid and misinformed because that's easier to cause chaos it's easier to make us angry it's easier to make us hate each other so the big questions the important questions the terrible questions aren't being discussed and asked and and you know researched and dove into because we're all mad about whether or not we should wear masks or uh, if if you know Baja Blast is better than Baja Blast Midnight or whatever. Better than Brondo? Brondo. With electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> <laughs> if you know that reference, then you know. <laughs> if you don't, well, Google it. But... uh these it, it it's like remarkable to see how there are people that you could there are people out there you could show them videos of Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer saying these vaccines are 100% effective at stopping transmission which is what he said and they will say nope that's not what he said that's not what he said the vaccines were never meant to do this and it's just like the the mind virus is real, and the and the cognitive dissonance, the disconnect, is real. Now I think it's like I think it's infected everybody to some degree, right? Some more than others. But the current events are just remarkable if, as you sit back and watch them unfold and and just think where does this go where does this all end well, i saw a headline that the saudis were going to send 400 million over to ukraine yeah what, why not what why but aren't they sort of cozying up to russia now i don't know i mean they need some money laundered apparently i mean that i you know, the ukraine thing is so strange like I'm how no, much money do we have to send to ukraine like, all are, of it all of the money? More. Are we are we to a quarter of a trillion dollars yet? Are we to a trillion dollars yet? I don't know, but every other minute, Zelensky's on TV saying we need more money. Yeah, but where does all this money go? That's a great question because I I don't know. 
like they're sending them arms, which we know are not making it. Where are the arms making it to the Taliban? Where the where are the arms going? They're they're certainly not all making it there. No, they they made a big deal. The U.S. Congress made a huge deal about not allowing oversight of this money. Right? Wasn't that where Rand Paul was widely castigated in the media for wanting to stop? sending money to Ukraine when his main point was simply, we need a, an auditor attached yeah. to this yeah. money. We need to at least by law require this to happen. You know, that, that there's some accountability. Yeah. Of course you can't have that. What a, what an unreasonable request by Rand Paul. We just need to give, we need to send crates of cash over there and, and then we just, Never ask about it again. That's well, we've the done right that. way to we've do it. We've done that with the Middle East. We did that for 20 years with the Middle East. They literally were shipping crates or pallets of cash. Yeah, and where did all that money go? You know, That's a good question. I don't really have an answer for it. I have some well, ideas. I think the guy, that, the guy that was running Afghanistan, when he left... He took a lot of it with him. Yeah, and we've never well, a, fra- heard- a small fraction of it with him. It didn't it take him four vehicles to get all the cash out of the country. Yeah, it was something like sixty million dollars, eighty or million, or, or you know, plenty to to ima- you know, a small size. Well, not small, but a sizable personal fortune in, in cash. cash. And we've never heard his name since. He's living high somewhere in some island, probably, with no no fear of. Retribution. Or then the feds. Then the feds just took all their electronic money. Yeah. Well, PayPal's going to take yours. Are we? Does that just make us prostitutes, whores? We'll do anything for money. We we will we'll go along and act like we're normal people until you take until you cut off the the money switch. And then, by the way, I heard I heard this through Catherine Austin Fitz, but apparently Kanye West is out there getting himself canceled. But he's calling it kill switch money. Have you yeah, heard? Have you yeah. heard that said yet? Kill switch I've seen, money. I've seen that he's in the headlines. I haven't paid it uh, close enough attention. But she Fitz thought that was pretty astute. I agree with that. The idea that we should call it kill switch money because that's what's happening is we're we're now being um, revealed all of us as prostitutes, meaning we must have the money. If if we can't, if if you're willing to cut the money off, we'll do the song and dance, dance the jig. We'll do whatever you want. Well, how many people do you know? Personally, over so the last you won't cut off our money. Three years, two and a half, three years. Who chose principal over paycheck? I don't know anybody. Everybody you know, said, "Well, I got to get the vaccine so I can stay employed, or I have to wear the mask. I don't really like it, but I'm going to do it." I've heard a few. I've heard a few stories. I was dramatically I, impressed at a family function. One of my relatives was talking to me, and it, and it was funny because this person works. In, uh, in and around government in a, at a fairly high level. This is a, a person who's an attorney, mm-hmm. and they've been a lifelong attorney. They've been involved. Uh, they've worked for government. They've worked outside of government and close to government, live back east. Uh, they're a little older. They, uh, come, talking with them, I realized we had a lot in common, and that was because of this person's per- firsthand experience with government, seeing the corruption mm-hmm. and, and seeing what's going on, especially in the last six or eight years. But during the COVID thing, they had to push hard. They were able to keep their job, but they got a medical exemption for the vaccine. And 
Uh, oh, and by the way, this person works in health in the healthcare industry too. Mm-hmm. So as an attorney in the healthcare industry, and saw what was going on, hadn't previously really resisted any of the prior vaccines that are normal, but in this case. Right didn't want to get it and they had to compile a case as to why they shouldn't get it and they were successful but there were elements in their organization that wanted to put their thumb down on them and the and he this person told me that they were prepared to retire now that it didn't come to push didn't quite come to shove in that case but i think that they were sincere they were ready to retire now that's sort of a different thing because that that person is old enough Right. they could do that how many how many people lost their jobs how many people do you know that actually literally lost their jobs and took it on the chin i don't i don't know of any that i can think of right now and but i understand that because losing your job during a global crisis is a is a, is a tough thing to deal with and that's why it was so disgusting that the people you know doing these things, like your friends' bosses, revealed themselves as degenerate totalitarians. Yeah, they couldn't wait. Look, re- remember, I I, I drove. Uh, I didn't drive as far as you did, but I did. I did go on a drive to a neighboring state, and as I crossed the border out of Utah, we're from Utah, to the neighboring state, I remembered when Gary Herbert, who was the governor of Utah during the you know march 2020 chaos do you remember when he tried to lock the borders down using law enforcement they were close to they were talking about it yeah he wanted to do it and he got a little bit of pushback and i'm just thinking this is supposed to be you know like your typical like conservative, small government, Republican governor, and instantly he was ready to use force to, to declare martial law, basically. It was like the first thing he thought of. And, and you look around the country at governors and mayors and health officials, and, and they all, almost all, to a man or woman or whatever gender they identify as, because there's apparently a lot of transgender people in public health. We learned as well (laughs) they all instantly revealed themselves as petty tyrants little napoleons yeah and that that's something that was that was frightening because we people like us spent the next two years just just trying to dodge these people you know we go into the grocery store and hoping we don't get stabbed because we smile at somebody i mean it was I, it was insane, and now it's all crumbling, and we're being told, no, 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 no. It was never like that. It wasn't what you thought it was. It was never like that. You, you guys are misremembering, and you're spreading misinformation, and because you're spreading misinformation, we're going to actually stab you in the throat. You know, or charge you, uh, you know, fine you a billion dollars. I do know, I do know some young people, uh, a couple of young people in particular, that did I think lose opportunities for not getting vaccinated. Now, being young and having all kinds of options, you know, it, it had more to do with opportunities at the job where 
you could yeah. you couldn't go to this country or you couldn't you couldn't be on this crew because you weren't vaccinated. So if, I, I I do I did see some young kids stand on principle. If in you're that an case. employer out there and you hear this and you you forced or manipulated your employees into getting the shot against their will, you're disgusting. That's it. You're Period. disgusting. Full stop. End of podcast. There's no spinning it. You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I th- and, and, and especially now, see, we're seeing the, the, the second or third wave of the great American gaslight where we're being told these are not the droids you're looking for. Well, I want, uh, everything's sort of in a, what'd you call it, a, a, a holding pattern state, sort of a limbo state here right before the election. I think a lot of the regular Joes, I would say Republican, Democrat, people who are not comfortable with where this is going, but they're also not comfortable with going out and really, really pushing the, the envelope for, their, for the sake of their own rights. I think that they're waiting to see what the result is going to be here of the election, because the big, the big theme in the last several months has been the weaponization of the Department of Justice. Right. And, and it's, it's not getting a lot of attention. I think there's even a lot of good, honest Americans that don't know what's happening right now. But don't you, but don't they sense this unease and they're, they're thinking that things are going to swing back because the Republicans are going to take majority control. Is right. that kind of the way people are looking at it? Yeah, I, th- I think that th- that's part of the psyop, right? Is that, hey, just vote for the other guys and they're going to go in there and fix everything. But not only that, just wait. Yeah, wait, go vote for the Republican on the ballot. And then in January, when they take their seat, they're going to start fixing everything. The pressure will be off. And that's wrong. That's wrong because guess what, guys? The worst players in all of this are unaccountable like the department of justice you can't hold them accountable you might be able to replace the attorney general but that doesn't do anything the intelligence agencies you can't hold them accountable you can't hold the wef or the un or the who or the myriad of private contractors or twitter or facebook or the black rocks accountable. See, that's the big problem so, that we face. So this is the black pill again, another black pill episode. <laughs> well, I've taken to taking the black pills and I've turned them into a Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you broke them in half so you could dose and them more I regularly. drink it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I don't, I, I tend to be fairly optimistic, but the reality is we don't have a good mechanism we're holding people accountable. For example, there's a, a Canadian news outlet called Rebel News, and they've done a great job over the last few years covering all this stuff. They were right there on site. They were the guys who really covered the the trucker rallies, and, and you know they've been banned from Trudeau's press conferences and everything. Well, right now, and I'm gesturing wildly for some reason. Right now, circular gesture. Right, <laughs> right now. now the WHO is off in, off in some European city, I don't remember which one, holding this conference of some sort. They're conferring. Well, Rebel News is there, and they actually got right up to Tedros... Yeah, the head of the WHO. And <clears throat> of the, the WHO. The reporter, it's interesting, the, the, uh, the reporter 
sidles up next to him in a hallway. They're walking down, and he's wearing a mask, of course, because, of course. And she says, hello, Tedros. And he thinks... <laughs> it's a fawning She's some kind fan. of fangirl, and he, he wraps his arm around her waist. Oh, really? And she says... And she's, you know, she's a great, great reporter. She's un, unfazed by it because she's uh-huh. got to get in. You know, there's a cameraman too. And uh-huh. I don't know if he's just, there's probably several cameramen following him. Uh-huh. Anyway, she says, <clears throat> easy question, right? If you were going to, she says something like, if we had to do lockdowns again, would you support them? Or would you do lockdowns again? Yeah, that's not really a... Uh, in your face, we've caught you in a lie type right. of a question. That's a that's an honest question. Would you do the lockdowns again? And he he realizes that it's like, oh, this isn't this isn't who this I isn't thought a it was. Groupie. I'm not taking her back to the room with me. <laughs> and and immediately one of the ha- a handler separates them, and she repeats the question. The handler's running interference, and he walks off. And then later, the you know she talks about like, there's no accountability. This guy is responsible for some major global destruction, and there's zero accountability. And it's it, that, that's true down from the director of the WHO down to your local uh, health official, like a- Angela Dunn in Utah. There's no accountability. She's, Does she have bodyguards and handlers? I'm sure at this she, point, she might. She she. Might I don't know. Maybe they're but, all gathering down but, in San Pete Valley at and, the Spencer Cox compound. <laughs> yeah, the fortified, thanks to you and me and every other taxpayer in the state. I heard it was the the the, the <clears throat> law appropriating the funds for that passed before the election, or was was initiated before the election. Is that true? Before he was elected? Yeah. I don't know the timing of it, but it, it passed, if I remember right. They approved it before they knew what the money was going to be spent no. on. Well, do somebody do the research on that, whether that actually happened before he... Rather, before or after, the point being, the bottom line is that he took taxpayer well, money and but he, if he t- improved his personal residence. Right, but if they, approve, if, they, if they appropriated it or started the appropriations process before the election results were counted right, well, by his office... Have you noticed the... Um, Somebody do the research on that. Have please. you noticed the propaganda campaign here locally that the elections are safe and secure? Oh, are they putting that out here in yeah, Utah? Yeah, there's been billboards and some TV commercials, and you know, I don't. I we've both talked about. I don't watch a ton of live TV except for sports, and especially right now in the fall because I like football and I like playoff baseball. And so during the sports, you get. Uh, inter- Public service interspersed with the national ads, you get the local ads, mm-hmm. and then you can always tell the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's been, you know, Deidre, what's her face, the lieutenant governor, which let's remind our our uh, astute audience that in the great state of Utah, we don't have a secretary of state. The lieutenant governor is in charge of elections. The same lieutenant governor that is often on the ballot in the elections, they are overseeing. For example, in 2020, here it comes. You want to plug your ears, TBM. In 2020, we had a candidate running for governor named... Spencer Cox. Spencer Cox. (laughs) And at the time, Spencer Cox was also the lieutenant governor. So he was in charge of the election he was running in. 
Yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing Nothing could go wrong. And that's the message from the state. Everything's fine. And if you have any questions, contact your county clerk. And I immediately thought of the county clerk of... Emory County. Emory County. What was his name? Bruce Funk. Yeah. Let's ask him some questions. Anyway. When did we talk about that? That's, a, that's 2006, circa 2006. Just for, if, you're, if you're not up to speed on this, I mean, I've had a personal conversation with this guy. He came and spoke to a group that we uh, had organized. Bruce Funk was the county recorder when the, of Emory County when the Diebold voting machines were being widely adopted. And he had a third party come in and audit them and found they were full of holes. They had already had results on, I mean, just all kinds of crap going on on these voting machines. And within, he, he brought this up with somebody and within 24 hours, the lieutenant governor's office was involved. The Diebold guys were there in Emory County. Like this is like the middle of nowhere, Utah. And they had uh, written a resignation letter and placed it on the uh, county commissioner's desks. And they had locked him out of his own office. This is a, this is a publicly elected, like a, this is an elected official. Right. There's nothing going on with our elections. They're safe and secure, just like the vaccine is safe and effective. By the way, is there any difference in saying Sandy Hook was a hoax and the vaccine is safe and effective? One person got fined almost a billion dollars, which they don't have and probably cannot pay. Oh, they're bankruptcy. That was a shrewd move. But uh, is there, yeah, the, the difference is that if you um, try to shed light on the conspiracy, or if you have a, if you try to teach truth in a system where Satan rules and he rules the narrative, you get excluded from the agora. Well, there's also a difference in that. What Alex Jones said, whether right or wrong, factual, whatever, he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't force anybody to believe what he was saying. Well, he also didn't like identify anybody by name. Right. So therefore, defamation really doesn't apply. The vaccine misinformation, on the other hand, has been forced on people, as we've just been discussing. Some of you out there had to take the shot or be fired or worse in other places in the world. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the difference, <clears throat> what you're saying is Alex Jones isn't responsible for the deaths of millions. No, not that I know of. I think that they would argue that he is. That is what they're arguing, and it's anyway. so. Let's let's go through. So how how is it that Alex Jones is responsible for people dying? Because he said some things that hurt Bec some people's feelings. People who, and I may be criticized for saying what I'm about to say, but hurt people's feelings who are using their dead kids to cash in on which is itself pretty low but he hurt people's feelings now and that's your opinion though is that yeah is that going to get the mind virus podcast sued because you said they were ca they're cashing in on it why do you think they're cashing in on it well they are well how like what are they making money on it well they're pursuing this 
Oh, this, you mean they're making, they're cashing is, in on it. They're using their dead children to get money from Alex Jones. Right. So I'm just trying to think through the process of how the courts would look at that and determine that you have defamed them because they took, because they wanted a verdict. That's pretty, pretty much just substantiable in the news. Just trying to protect the podcast here. Right. I see. I see. I, I got it. But what they're, so what that's, the, that's just the what idea, the news what, has what, said. This what, isn't Bobby <clears throat> Flood's opinion. That's just what it appears is happening. Is there, when you say cashing in, is it all about inflection? Is it all about emotional tone, hyper, hyperbole? <laughs> what it, I mean, because technically that's correct. They, they're cashing in on the yeah, situation. Yeah. They're profiting off of the situation. Which relates to their dead kids. Right. Well, So you're not saying Sandy, Cook, Sandy Hook didn't happen? No. Because that seems to be the un- sayable thing it is it's the unsayable opinion you can't have that opinion but i thought you can't have that opinion temporarily and i've thought recently okay well why why that one and it's just because they're going after jones it was just the best the best option to go after jones he said a lot of stuff over the last 20 years well because there's kids involved again they're the the whole apparatus is using these kids oh right like we've we've lost way so many uh, freedoms over the think of the children argument that it's it's absurd. You, it should that sh- there should be a law against saying think of the children. <laughs> yeah, but think of the children if that law passed. <laughs> nope, you can't you can't use that as your argument. <coughs> but there's for, plenty <coughs> there's plenty of people on out there in the world saying things about 9/11, about the Vegas shooting, about you know all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of really fun and absurd and yeah, interesting conspiracy ideas out there. Yeah, but they weren't smart enough to start selling supplements <laughs> recognizing they were about to be deplatformed yeah, right. by the mainstream. And that and that's what it comes down to with Alex Jones and I he he's just being used as an example. He's kind of like the J6 defendants. They're they're sending a message saying you better comply or else we're going to throw you into a, a black box or else we're going to deplatform you and 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 take all your money. I mean PayPal PayPal did you see what PayPal did recently and then retracted? Yeah, well I I I I didn't see the specifics on it. I do kind of feel like I'm in a cloud here because I haven't paid as close of attention. And no, maybe that's, that's good. good. That's maybe good. that's good. I mean, like when we were traveling, we listened to three and a half of the Harry Potter books. Oh, good. And so I've got Harry Potter on my mind, <laughs> dreaming about Harry Potter well, I, and uh, it, doing research. It's for fitting because some stuff I'm working on. Robbie Coltrane passed away. He's, of course, played Hagrid. And I've, I saw the headline and I immediately thought of, you're a wizard, Harry. Right, and so uh, I, I I thought he was a fun actor. He did he played that role really well. So rip in peace, Robbie Coltrane. Did you say rip in peace? Yes, and peace. I got I got I said that earlier on the podcast a few weeks ago. And my wife got mad at me. She's like, "It's not rip in peace." And I and I rest I, in peace in peace. I had lady. to educate her that that Mrs. Flood. That's the internet, <clears throat> the internet speak. It's become kind of a meme. Rip, Rip in, in peace. peace. It's the, that's the joke, son, as they say. Anyway, <laughs> okay. but no, uh, it, so I was kind of, I was sad about that just because, not because I don't know him, obviously, but I was like, well, he was a, he did, he was a, a part of a great uh, cinematic project. Yeah. There are some material but, differences between the books and the... Um, definitely. Well, yeah, but I mean, 
like they having JK Rowling in involved in them and her influence, I think kept the storylines pretty close, but there, I, I think there are some relevant differences rele- relevant to co- cosmological ideas that, uh, at some point I, I want to get into, but, uh, maybe not here on this podcast. There, there's a lot, there's a lot to say along those lines. And, <clears throat> you know, I have, I, I wonder about a lot of the listeners of the podcast because I know some of them are friends of mine that I've studied with and that they have hold a similar perspective. And I, I, I wonder what a lot of the people that I don't know are thinking. So I want you to comment. Somebody comment. Tell us what you're thinking about some of these, these uh, deeper discussions that we get into because um, there was a point in my life where I had 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 an epiphany and realized that I thought I understood what Joseph Smith was teaching in Mormonism, right? I thought I understood these the plan of salvation concepts and this eternal progression idea. And I, I realized I had no idea <laughs> how um The, 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 there was there was a, a better way to look at these things. It's it's kind of like that. Uh, it didn't uh, Elder Uchtdorf at one point give a talk entitled "Off by a Matter of a Few Degrees"? Or so, that was the uh, that was the theme so. of the like talk, an, an right? Airplane it's talk, like yeah. the idea that if you you start at a certain point, but if you even if you start just off a few degrees, you can end up on, you know, half of a world away. <laughs> You you can really you can really be in a different spot. So I do I do wonder what people are thinking about all this stuff. But uh, um, anyway, just talking about where my mind was at the last couple of weeks. I've been I've been checked out on the on the current events front, and uh, so you're gonna have to bring us back. I've I've just derailed the conversation. Well, no, it's it's okay to get checked out on the current events front. I have been as well because I I've been on the road a bit and doing things out in the quiet of the mountains and that's good is it uh but i i do think it's is important. It still the bow hunt um kind of uh utah has a unique um so utah has their general archery we've gotten into this before on the podcast right you're okay with that yeah yeah yeah, you, you, yeah. we could stop right now let's let's make it Okay, that's the point you could edit. You could start editing this out. <laughs> Utah has a general general archery hunt, which runs from give or take, you know, late-ish August, mid to late August to mid to late September. But they have what's called the extended archery hunt, which takes place in a couple of areas, and you can hunt that. Uh, you can hunt in those areas with a bow up until like deer up until the end of November, elk up at almost to Christmas. So you can still bow hunt in a certain area. So you're doing the whole, um, but there's a, there's Moby Dick, the great white whale (laughs) thing here this fall. Yeah. There's a, the muzzleloader deer hunt, uh, happened recently. And I, I participated in that for the first time. I got a muzzleloader gun. It's a rifle that you load down the barrel with black powder and a bullet nowadays, not a ball. So they're they're somewhat more accurate. So it's a a slug. It's not a round ball. It's a it's a bullet, and they come in different shapes. 
Um, but yeah. Is the barrel rifled? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you ha- does it have like a plastic case or something to stabilize the case? Get, Do they call that a sabo? Yeah, you can get ones like that. The ones I was shooting don't have the full sabot or sabo, but a little plastic base, and that flies out with Isn't the Isn't the idea that you want to keep it, you got to have a, a projectile that's almost the exact same size as the barrel. It needs to touch. Like if you just drop a ball down there and it rattles around, it's not going to be very accurate. But if you can yeah. keep it... You can, if you can get it to, to spin and you've got it almost exactly the same size as the barrel. Yeah. So that's why they need the muzzle loaders to have the Sabo so that it will stabilize it out the barrel. And they've got these things like dialed in. They're, they're pretty somewhat, you know, they're pretty high tech, you know, it's about as high tech as you can get with the muzzle loader. In fact, I didn't even use powder. I used pellets, pelletized black powder. Mm-hmm. And you drop a couple of those down the barrel, then the bullet, and you get the bullet seated, and you kind of have to push it in there. Then you get the ramrod and do the ramrod mm-hmm. down there and get it seated in there. And then this particular gun I have it's is a flintlock. It's a break action. No, but you can you can get fl- you can get modern flintlocks. In fact, Pennsylvania has a flintlock deer season. Really? Yeah. Wow. But um, particular model gun I have is a break action. So you break open that action and then that reveals the the back of the barrel where there's a breech plug and then that's where you seed your primer and then you lock it back up and then when you're ready to fire you pull the hammer back and it's basically a cap gun. <laughs> Do you ever have the cap guns when you're a kid? Yeah. That's how this works. That hammer hits the primer which ignites the powder which then explodes and shoots the bullet. It's all the pieces of a modern bullet <clears throat> without the case. Basically, yeah. It's caseless but, ammunition. But you don't want to use, don't use the modern smokeless powder in a black powder black powder rifle. You blow it to bits and really? probably kill yourself too. Yeah, okay. But no, that was fun. I actually passed up on some small deer that I could have taken high percentage shots at in that, mm-hmm. and not on that hunt. But You're a discriminating <clears throat> well, yeah, I just, hunter. You know, let them grow. Now that goes out the window if I'm going to hunt with my boy or something. It's, you know, first time experience. Mm-hmm. But it's good to be out there checked out because if you try to keep up with this stuff, you're going to get infected with the mind virus and you're going to be mad and you're going to be angry and you're going to be confused and you're going to scream a lot. You're saying trying to keep up with current events. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's good to know kind of what's going on in the large aspect, just so you can prepare for it, because there are a lot of, it's crazy out there. And, and like I said earlier, where's this all headed? I mean, right now they're telling us that, oh, it's okay. Nuclear war is not that bad of a thing. <laughs> it's going to be fine. That's right. I've seen some discussion to that effect. Like, like what? Like B- Biden advisors saying, oh, it's, it'll be contained to Ukraine. It won't be. And even if it is, we're just okay obliterating Ukraine. You know, a country. Well, we're just okay first, with that. First, I, first I, I, we're going to send all of our cash over there, and then we're going to obliterate it. Yeah, I, I, I need to know more about where all this money is going because we know, we know from Ukraine on fire that Ukraine is this is this hinge point type country that they've been wanting to get involved into a war for a long time. We've had like four presidents in the last. 10 years or something, which I don't think is normal. 
We know that the United States was involved in handpicking who they wanted over there. We know that the U.S. government has been involved under the table or behind the scenes in deals. Oh, yeah. And most importantly, we know that David Levitt has an apartment over there. And we know that they have some Montana buffalo over and there. And some buffalo. <laughs> yeah, there was a buffalo we, we, deal. We don't know that. I, we don't know we don't that know the buffalo the ever can... made it over there. Yeah, we don't know if he stiffed those Indians or not. We know he got his, we go, we know he got his baby, but we don't know if Ukraine got the buffalo. He traded them blankets with smallpox. <laughs> I mean, good heavens, what are we? The... <laughs> and I, I'd have to go back and look again. I don't remember what the Indians, what the tribe in Montana was going to get from Ukraine. Maybe just cash? Maybe that's what all of this is about, is just buffalo deals? I think what was funny was, uh, l- like, literally watching, the, watching him talk about that, the smile on his face th- in that video that they had on Fox 13, mm-hmm. the expose, it was literally as if he had pulled off a, a, small plo- a smallpox blanket yeah, trade he, he, with the Ukrainians it never for the kid. Like this, to, this is one of those. This, this is one of those guys giving the rest of us a bad name. It never seemed to occur to him that what he was doing was questionable. It was just like, oh yeah, I I know some people over there. Well, I don't know if questionable. I was like, well, I use that word. He he seems to think it's business as usual. That's what I'm saying. Like when and and the rest of us see that and go, what? Well, but I think he, I think that. <laughs> He just he gets that it's questionable. He's getting away with it, you know. Right. It sort of seems sociopathic. Well, he, he. I think he is. I think he's. Well, he's not a cannibal. We know that. What? <laughs> he's he's not a cannibal. Uh, well, I, and I, I, what I meant is he's not accountable. <laughs> he's, either. I mean, kind of. We kind of held him accountable, sort of, in in that he lost the election. But so what? The deals are done. He still got his apartment in Ukraine, so which is where all the, maybe the money is in David Levitt's apartment. It's in the banana stand. There's <laughs> money in I the banana the stand. I don't get the reference. Well, someone in the comments who gets the reference can educate okay. Jordan on this phrase. There's money in the banana stand. <laughs> I'm going to look it up on Google. <laughs> I was looking up Bruce Funk on on the Google, and do you know who the do you know who the lieutenant governor was in 2006? Arrested Development. Okay. Go. In 2006, it was Gary Herbert. Gary Herbert. Who also became governor. Was the man in charge of the elections right. in 2006. Right. Who went on to become governor for many Gubernator. years. Gubernator. And then who uh, just passed the had torch a, had, a, had a significantly lengthy run and then... Faded away. Yeah. Available Jones. Yeah. He may have also an apartment in Ukraine full of cash. He might. And a banana stand business also. Well, yeah, what do you well, want to talk, what do you want to talk about today? Well, we're an hour in. That's yeah. kind of where we're at. What, well, what's been on your mind when you've been out uh, hunting? What, let's, what are the loftier thoughts of, of the flood brain? Oh, man. You really want to go there? Well, yeah. Kind of. Do you, how do they make Laffy Taffies? <laughs> well, what they do is they get a bunch of joke writers. Yeah, who writes the they jokes? Write, they write the jokes, and then they, uh, they print these, these labels, and then they take some taffy and stuff it in there. Right. That's how they make them. 
They have to have good jokes, though. <clears throat> what else? What else is on your mind? Well, one one is one, a big question on my mind recently is is been <laughs> where does this all go? Where are we going? Like, because I we, we've discussed over the years. We can say that almost now. We're coming up on our second anniversary at the Mind Virus show, which is mind-boggling because I didn't think we'd make it two weeks. Come on, I was I was willing to do at least four <laughs> just to see if I enjoyed the discussions. But we've talked about like we don't think that the ruling elites, for lack of a better term, I mean they're better terms. That's a pretty good term. A, this is a family show. <laughs> We don't, we don't think they want like a destructive world war that just wipes everybody out. But I'm not so sure about that anymore. But where does this all go? What is it leading to? What is the end game? Because they've got, they've got pretty well control over everything. The, the media, the, insti- the major institutions. Yeah, for practical purposes, they have pretty good control. They've got all the money that they want. What, what's, what, where's this all going? You know, you've mentioned that COVID was a monetary event, and I agree with that. And, you know, there's a lot of wealth transfer that happened during all that period that's still going on. I think a lot of you, small businesses went out of business. I think Ukraine A lot probably, of market share moved from small to large business. Right. I think Ukraine probably plays into that. You have all of this climate stuff going on with, uh, you know, farms going out of business or being gobbled up by foreign entities or Bill Gates or, you know, huge companies. You have the, the war, again, lack of a better term, war on oil and gas. And it's like, it's so clear for anybody watching that this is all destructive. destructive. Everything that's going on right now is making things worse than they were before they were going on. And so the question, you know, and they've used this stupid phrase, right? Build back better. I think they're meaning that literally. Like, you can't build something back until you destroy without it. tearing it down. And I think they're tearing down Western civilization and they're going to rebuild it in their image. The question is, what is their image? Well, they've given us some hints, right? You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. There's the video about Ukraine being rebuilt into the first, what do they call it? The, the first. Digital state, digital state, and it's like, and all of the surveillance and, and, and that goes along with that. And I've I've ranted like a lunatic about CBDCs here a lot. I guess what's the end game? And at any point, because I see some people out there, oh, we will win, good will win. I'm like, well, when do we start fighting? Because we're not really fighting back yet. Little bits here and there, right? But it's distractions. We're saying you know, we're, we're winning elections or we're replacing people on school boards. And it's like, that does nothing when you're the, when you're moving pieces on the global chessboard, mm-hmm. they don't care about the school board. Well, in, I don't in, think we can do podunk California or whatever. I don't think we can do anything about the national scene. I, that, that's something that we probably all ought to realize, but we can do something at the county level as evidenced by, right. Uh, recent elections, but what does that do in the long run when these when when these guys are playing the game when they control the currency zoom, a farther zoomed out and of course the currency as I've said over and over and over that's the linchpin 
That's the linchpin. As soon as that happens, it's, it's all over. I mean, we, we saw a hint, right? PayPal said, PayPal said that they're going to fine people up to 2500 bucks for misinformation. And if you are a spreader of misinformation and you use PayPal, they will freeze your account and fine you. And they got some pushback, and they're like, no, 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 that's misinformation. We never said we are going to. And, of course, they're, they're backpedaling. But it's kind of like the disinformation czar. Remember her, Nina, whatever her name was? They threw her out there. Everyone mocked her and made fun of it and, and criticized it, and they pulled it back. They pulled her back. Like, no, 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 no. We, we, well, they're doing the same thing anyway there. with somebody that w- with less right. it's still, social media it's presence. It's still there. They're still doing these things. Well, PayPal still... What, what PayPal revealed, what, what's important is not that they're going to find you or whatever. They revealed that they're monitoring the people who use their platform. They're monitoring what you think and what you say, what you spend money on. Now, imagine that at a granular level. And it's not just PayPal, but it's the CIA, the NSA. And, and they probably already do this anyway. A lot of our transactions are digital. But the difference is if I go spend, if I go buy a, some black powder for my black powder rifle, that might raise a red flag. You know what's interesting about the muzzleloader gun, a black powder rifle? You don't need to go through all the red tape of buying a firearm. It's not classified as a firearm. So black no, powder rifle is Yeah, no background check. Really? No, all of that rigmarole, which I found was kind of funny. Hmm. But I guess because you can't reload it very quickly. Was my own. They're fairly destructive, as evidenced by well, the Civil War. It's, the one I have is a 50 uh, sorry, cal. The, the war between the states. And that's a me. big bullet. I mean, but... I, no, it is. Uh, but you can't go in and, and shoot up an office building with it. Because you really only got one shot before you have to reload. Well, f- yeah, I guess if you could figure out, you could take multiple muskets. Yeah, unless some hunters will actually do that. So but they can get anyway, a shot. Anyway, if it, it, now well, imagine what, like, is there a question there? Is this a, no? What, what are you point, saying? Like the what, point what, is like just, I can go buy something and it might trigger a red flag, right? Like, oh, this guy bought four hundred rounds of ammunition, or he bought something from. Alex Jones' website. Now, but now take that to the next level. And when you go to try to buy something, when you go to try and buy 400 rounds of ammunition or something from Alex Jones' website, the transaction just gets stopped. Cut off. Cut off. So, no, this is an unapproved purchase. Well, that's why they're hoping for a central bank digital currency. Right. That's, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm saying is w- when that happens, you can go to the grocery store and try to buy Mountain Dew, and they're like, no, you already had Mountain Dew last month. You need to buy water now because you're... you're so this whole health, episode is all about kill switch money. Your health parameters do not meet the criteria for you to have an allotment of Mountain Dew this month. You need to buy water and lettuce, and that's what you get to eat for the next three weeks until your health parameters, until your... Health data is back in line with what we deem permissible, or wh- or whatever. Like the the, this is why these crazy people who revealed themselves as crazy tyrants. This is their like 
this, they get so excited about this because it's unlimited. The potential for control is unlimited with CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, not CBD oil, <clears throat> which you can't buy with a CBDC. You know that for a fact? No, but probably not. Why? Because it's healthy? I don't know. It'd just be one of the things that they'll it's ban. It's on the list. It's at the top of the list. <laughs> CBDCs banned CBD because it's trademark infringement. And, and, and for, you can forget about, well, I have a good paying job. I, you know, I went through school and I, I've been through, I've climbed the corporate ladder. And now I'm a senior executive with such and such and I make 250 grand a year. No, you don't. You get the same as everybody. You all get 20 CBDCs a month or whatever. You know, people should be concerned or scared about this, but I, I think that you should be more alarmed, concerned about the types of events that will need to occur, occur, to occur in order for them to be able to technically implement it. I think they wanted to try to do it with the vaccine passport through kind of a side... Mm-hmm. Um, Va- the vax side pass was... Kind track of a canary in the coal mine type of event but the thing the the thing that i think will ultimately allow them to uh implement a central bank currency will be ration applications rationing applications uh, you need to go look into the rationing that occurred during world war ii look at the ration books the stamps the types of things that went on, if you were not privileged to talk to a grandparent that lived through World War II while they were still alive, if you can find somebody that did, that would be helpful to understand what life was like during the 40s, the 1940s. They rationed gasoline, rubber, metals, foods, all kinds of things were rationed because of the war. And if you think about how that would... uh, go down in our society it will be a digital app and it far more directly relates to transactions and money than coronavirus yeah. passports vaccine passports right and w- so ask yourself why they need a war so dramatically why are they sh- why are they destroying our supply chains so dramatically it's to create a situation where the people will cry for rationing. They will demand rationing. Yeah, or, or they'll just force it on you through the climate lens. I don't think so. I think they're going to do it through war. I think that, that they... Well, they love war. Well, it's cl- very... The reason... You're, you're right. You're right. There is an or there, and they are talking about that, but it's still... I think it's still a, enough of a... Enough people believe that that's just outlandish pseudoscience or whatever you want to call it. I don't think I don't think they have enough true believers yet in the in the climate thing to tr- to technically be able to pull it off. But they've done it before with war, and the reason I would suggest war is the more likely possibility is because they're at war right now. Right. What? What? Right. Why all the money in Ukraine? That's what it it takes to start a war with Russia. That's what it takes to start a war. When the people are war-weary, when the people do not want to go to war, you've got to really work hard to get the world into a war. These are high-stakes issues, and it's requiring a hell of a lot of resources to get it going. I sent you the the tweet from the draft 
people, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can find that. This was these these are these are some of the signposts. These are some of the indications that we're ramping up for it. They're t- they there was news that they're talking about buying iodine, right? Nuclear. Uh, what would you call it? Um, potassium iodide. It's the stuff that you would take if you believe that uh, radia- you're, you're uh, going to be in a situation where radiation poisoning or radiation exposure is imminent. So you, you take this potassium iodine or iodide. I can't remember exactly. I better get that right. But go ahead. This, is a, this was on October 7th. It's potassium iodide, I believe. And this is from the official Selective Service Twitter account, SSS underscore gov. Explain what Selective Service is. Well, it's the draft. Okay, well, see, people haven't experienced this in our lifetimes. Vietnam was a long time ago. Right. If you're not aware, the draft is where they force your young people into the Army or the Navy or the Air Force or whatever. Right, and you all signed up for it because if you don't, then you can't progress in your life after 18 <laughs> they come and get you and do the girls you. have to sign up for it no i don't it's well, just the boys right i think it's just the boys but yeah but <clears throat> they're trying to pass the law they're trying to get the laws in place that they can draft the girls too and if you think transitioning to from a man to a woman is a loophole it's not if you're a biological male oh really so the selective service doesn't care it's actually in the text of the document linked here but this is this is the tone they're striking right now. Parents, if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name, he is still required to register with SSS. Learn more about who needs to register at this link. And then there's a picture of a father and son with smiles on their face as if they aren't horrified by what the official propaganda units of the United States government is writing about this. And this is a lot bigger of an issue than it was in the 40s because so many people had so few children. It's the baby boomers had, <clears throat> there's so well, many one, one or two child families. You, you rarely have the situation of uh, the Saving Private Ryan where you, you might possibly right. have four, how many brothers were there? Five Ryan brothers or three Ryan brothers? I can't remember. There was lots and I don't, I don't remember. And they all got killed. But there's also the problem that um, young people aren't as interested in joining the military as they used to. And I think recruitment and enrollment is down. No, it's in fact. So there's that. AP, fact check that, please. These are not the recruits you're looking for. Hmm. So anyway, I think it it is headed towards that. And I think it's it's quickly moving in that direction. We have enough there there's a been enough would you call it um turnover of the population enough people have died that remember how bad the the last big war was right that uh you, we we really could, we really could do it enough people willing to do it in the right places could cause this war and there's nobody out there pro- proclaiming peace nobody out there trying to m- moderate the situation although elon musk kind of got in trouble for trying that right yeah there's people out there on you know on social media and on the internet and news programs saying hey maybe we shouldn't be trying to have a nuclear war and those people are getting 
lambasted by the yeah. warmongers in the media getting and the, the neocons and those intelligence in the government. Well, and then they're also getting uh, the Twitter mob after them. Because some, for some reason, the Twitter mob... Why don't you stand with Ukraine? Yeah, the, the Twitter mob appears to be a bunch of uh, CIA bots and, and uh, algorithmic slash uh, real people trolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wonder if Twitter... <laughs> it, might, it might be 90% bots. It could, I mean, it, it could you, you, real, be. you real people that are, that are on it might be talking to a lot of astroturf chatbots they just they're pretty intelligent i mean not intelligent that's not the right word but these chatbots can get pretty complex yeah but it, it, but it wouldn't be hard to write software to take a single tweet like a, an elon musk you know first you just have to cultivate your farm of of robots and fake accounts and then you know it would take me and you half a day to come up with 500 different responses to to attack elon musk with and then to and then variations on them we can have an ai write variations yeah. on them uh i hate to use the word ai an algorithm write variations on on yeah, a few he, tweets you, <clears throat> you could have a hundred thousand tweets pretty quick easy easy and there's <clears throat> whole farms of Right, so if happening. you have the resources of the federal government, the, the most massive government in the history of the world that we know of, you, you Speaking could, of CIA could make up a lot of crap. trolls and bots. You have a Senate candidate here in the great state of Utah who... Is a CIA troll or bot. ...is out there saying, as a talking point, I was an undercover CIA agent, and I'm running as an independent. <laughs> look, look... Dude, independent of you, <laughs> you, you, your background is the UN, Goldman Sachs, and the CIA. There is absolutely nothing independent about somebody from the UN, Goldman Sachs, and the CIA. And he's a carpetbagger. And right, he's running independent. So he's not even a Utah? Well, technically, but he doesn't spend much time here. And yeah, technically, yeah, you're, you're right. Is he an illegitimate child of Mitt Romney? <laughs> I hope not. <clears throat> but uh, this is the ultimate grift, right? He's just, he's just raking in the campaign donations yeah, from people outside of the state. You're talking about the Evan McMullen campaign? I am. Yeah. And Mike Lee, his, the people associated with him are intently attempting to remind Utahns of that. Have you been getting the postcards from them, the big half? I did. Yeah, it's like Evan McMullen, by the way, didn't pay back anybody for his last campaign. Yeah, his last campaign was for president. And that was, he came out of nowhere. No one knew who he was until suddenly he was a presidential candidate on the ballot in Utah. He was going to play spoiler and he was going to take the state and scuttle Trump's 2016 election attempt because then he would gift the electoral votes to Hillary or something. And of course it didn't work, but he was this rock star for a minute. And then people realized that he was just a grifter, a faker. And then he went on to, to run a never Trump pack or foundation or whatever funded by the foreign founder of eBay well, what what this should teach us is that uh, there is a heck of a lot of money in politics. Yeah, you don't even have to be in politics. You can just be a barnacle 
like yeah. he is. And you just need to adopt the flavor of the day, the statist viewpoint, and you can get a lot of money. You don't even have to do the status viewpoint. I think there's, you do have to adopt their viewpoint. You're not going to get a lot of money if you don't. Uh, there's there's money being made by the, you know, the white hat patriot side too. Maybe not as much, but see, he's plugged into the institutional money, right? His biggest backer for this never Trump thing was one of the guys who founded eBay. That's big money. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's really bankrolling his campaign. I guess we could try to look that stuff up, but it's it's not. It's it's not mom pop Utah, you know. Well, <clears throat> what? Let, let's switch gears here. And I a little don't bit. think that's what? necessarily Mike Lee's getting his funding from mom oh, no, pop no, Utah no. either, right? Uh, in order to stay uh, solvent as a politician, you basically have to sell out. So what we're saying is we're all prostitutes. I don't think I'll title the. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll title the episode that we're all prostitutes. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm, let me write that down. I'll think about it. We are all prostitutes. <laughs> that might g- not go over well. I like the title Kill Switch Money better. Uh, it's tr- probably trending. I hope it's, we should make it trend. We should do t-shirts. We should, be start talk- we should start talking about money as Kill Switch Money. And again, give a shout out to Dr. Nick Riviera for not using Kill Switch Money. Uh, cash every day, I think, is a good, a good approach here. But... Um, we, we're all prostitutes here. And I, what you, you were talking about, we're, we're talking about the national level stuff and the fact that we, it looks like we are headed to war. But we have a little bit of a tricky situation here in that the state of Utah, it is, it is not what we thought. It's not our father's Oldsmobile, so to speak. We're, mm-hmm. we, we grew up thinking we were conservative, Republican, family values. And, and that this relates to the church, too. And I know we try to not... Uh, touch that electric fence too much. I'm not sure if we have any listeners out there uh, left that we could actually offend by saying something, but uh, we have a real problem in that the the institutional forces that control the state of Utah and the media in the state of Utah and the political apparatus in the state of Utah are corrupt. Full stop. End of story. They, they are corrupt, and so what do we do? I mean, I've thought, <laughs> I've, you know, my wife and I have sometimes, well, I, I throw this out to her, I think, to her chagrin. It's like, do we need to leave the state? Do we need to move? Colorado is a very statist state. <laughs> Arizona is pretty good, but being overrun by illegal immigration, you know, New Mexico is a statist. It's like federal government controlled. You've got the Colorado and and, uh, New Mexico have all these military um, and governmental installations that that provide some of the main economic resources there. Uh, Wyoming, you have the Cheneys, but they're sort of throwing them out. (coughs) Wyoming might be a good option. Uh, Idaho, there's tons of people from California moving into Idaho. Nevada's too close to California. Where does a person go? Can you you do the whole John McAfee thing and go to Belize, or uh, yeah, you, he even you, go to Belize? I can't remember where he was down in South. I think it was uh, Belize, wasn't it? I don't remember, but he ended up killing somebody, or they, he was accused of killing somebody, and then dying in prison. Unless he faked his own death. I I, I mean, in the U.S., like yeah, Wyoming's a pretty good 
pretty good option for kind of getting out of the the mess. I mean, there's some parts of Utah, but again, you you, you have to. It consider, was Billy's, by the way. You have to consider that wherever you go, you're going to be somewhat subject to those state laws, and Utah's going the way of Colorado and New Mexico, meaning more they, and more statism, more and more people are working command. very hard. The the people in control in Utah are working very hard to make us a mix between Colorado and New Mexico and well, California. Yeah, they're just tr- they're turning everything. You know, in election parlance, it's they're turning everything blue, and they're they're doing that to Utah. It's yeah, I, I would argue we are the Me Too state. I've said that before. That should be our slogan. Us too. We want to be the United Nations too. We want to be locked down too. Right. We want to be California too. Please change our gender as fast as you possibly can. So Wyoming and Montana can be good refuges. I think the Dakotas, um, but there's fewer and fewer places where someone can go where they're just going to be left alone. And that's a problem because I think most people in the United States and elsewhere just want to be left alone. They just want to live their lives. Right. But that's, Absolutely. Be, that's becoming harder and harder and harder to do. And and uh, it's impractical to say, well, the only way that you can enjoy the freedoms that uh, this country was founded on and that are protected by the Constitution of the United States and that are inalienable, in, in inalienable human rights are to go out and live in the wilderness. Like, no, like someone in downtown San Francisco should enjoy those just as much as someone who lives in the outskirts of the Dakotas. Like. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're getting to, right? You, you live in a city right now, you're constantly harassed by the state in one way or another, mm-hmm. whether it's excessive fines and fees and licensing issues and whatever. But that, that's happening in the suburbs too. Like, well, yeah. Try to start a business. Try to start a business and then tell me that we live in a, in a free society. Yeah. Well, I, I, the, first, the first stage here is recognition, right? People w- need to wake up, and I think they are. I think that's evidenced by um, attitudes towards religion and church. I, you know, again, I don't want to be ultra-offensive here, but I think that's—we've talked about it. The elephant in the room bef- was, I think, the podcast— the elephant in the room is that the people are not believing everything that's said from the pulpit in uh, LDS Church, and a lot of people are leaving— but the problem is the church creates the social environment where we can talk about that stuff. Or it's supposed to be. It's like like traditionally that's what church is. It's supposed to be like a foundational rallying point where where people can discuss and where they can also fall back on good moral values, you know, like individual rights, like the idea that individual rights should be protected in times of crises, um, that, that we shouldn't discriminate based on uh, things like political preference or gender or, um, <laughs> or, 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 or on the flip side, um, your attitudes towards those types of things, that we should just leave, leave those subjects to the side and, and treat people um, politely and mor- morally no matter what, not try to deplatform people for having a view, right? Right. And... I think that the the religious right or the conservatives in America have kind of, um, because they played that Mr. Nice Guy game for so long, they, and tried not to offend people who have divergent or perverse views or whatever, 
I mean, we're talking about mental illness. We can't we? I, I, I'm dancing around it, but it's maybe it's because I was recently in the state of New York. It's just, <clears throat> it's a psychosis if you have a, a man who thinks he's a woman. It's a mental illness, right? And we're not we're not treating it that way. We're 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 not helping these people with what no, we're fact, doing. They've inverted it to where if you say that that's a mental illness then you have you get the, canceled you have the mental illness yeah. you're hateful and you should be canceled and you should be worse than canceled but you should be actually like locked up right but the, but those people only have power because the conservative right or the or the religious conservatives over the years have allowed people their own opinion and voice so you no good deed goes unpunished mm-hmm. as they say so but but your your um Local congregation ought to be a place where you can talk about those things and protect morality and discuss, you know, are we really, is that really who we are? But, but that's not what's happening in Utah these days. That's, and, and so you need to know that you're not alone. In fact, you're probably not in a minority if you're concerned about the direction your religious leaders are going. Right. Whether whether it's the LDS church or other churches, you're not in a minority. You're actually in a, in probably a very concerned majority that doesn't understand how to talk about it because they don't control the agora, the town square, the 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 meetings, the 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 agendas of the meetings that they're at. And in the in the LDS church, you will not be able to affect change by um promoting different people to be in leadership positions because that's not how it works. If you're in a different congregation, you might be able to do that. You might be able to have some sway over who is in the positions of, uh, of influence. But in the church, that, those positions are, in the LDS church, those positions are um, filled and assigned by people above you who are loyal to the system. So it's a it's a difficult conundrum here in Utah, and and in a crisis, the LDS Church will be one of the big influencing factors as to how that crisis is handled. We've already seen that with the mask up and get vaccinated, and and let's shut down coronavirus stuff. We've already seen it, so you don't. I mean, I am not telling you that you should throw out the baby with the bathwater, or you should leave the church or anything like that, but we have a real problem, okay? We have a real problem, and we've witnessed what, has, what, what is likely to happen. So if you get a war, if we get a full-on war, if we get nuclear bombs going off here, if we get um, a climate mandate, what, are, what, are, what is this? I think it's a silent majority. What is this silent majority that has no voice, that has no agora, no town square, no central place to discuss it? What are we to do? You're going to have to be brave, right? You're going to have to actually say, say your opinion out loud and run the risk of cancellation, I think. Or you run the risk of the cancellation of your entire society because this is not going in a direction that is conducive with stability and good, you know, longevity of your culture. This is the destruction of the culture. This is, this is being wiped off the face of the map. This happened to the Nephites. The stage is set for either that 
absolute destruction or no, 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 it's not absolute see the the lamanites remained the people that didn't convert right. to lamanitism they remained or the stage is also being set for a false savior uh, it gets really really bad really really bad and then somebody swoops in and says i will fix it and I wonder if they're working up for a new religion. I mean, all these groups are joining together, like the Catholics and Muslims are getting the United Nations stuff. There is the new religion. The new religion is the state. The the religion is, I mean, look at the way. Yeah, but what if it's it's not? What if there's some new age spiritual savior that will come out after they've destroyed the traditional states? Yeah, they might couch it in that, but it's, they'll, they'll, they'll wrap it up in those terms, but it's still the state. And they're they're setting the stage for this fake savior, this false Christ, to come in and and he'll be a conservative Republican, you know, to use those terms. Or will he be like a new agey mesh? Maybe. There's a there's a book. Or she. Orson Scott Card wrote a book. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was basically set in America and it got so bad, right? The Republicans and the Democrats were on the verge of civil war like maybe even they started to fight and this guy comes in to f- save everything and he's this this middle of the way new agey handsome guy that it was such an unfulfilling ending <clears throat> but i was like oh come on that's so stupid but, was it pitched as if it was a good outcome oh yeah yeah of course of course. I'm trying to remember the name of the book now. Let me just try to look it up. But This was Art Orson Scott Card? Yeah. Who's usually, honestly, he, he's, he's not as good as he used to be. Oh, is this a more recent book? Um, probably. I mean, he kind of topped out with Ender, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think it's called Empire. Tells the story of possible Second American Civil War. This is uh, according to Wikipedia. This time between the right wing and the left wing in the near future. This was it was written in two thousand six. This is the first of two books. I don't think I read this second one. Followed by so Empire, hidden uh, followed by Hidden Empire, with the video game Shadow Complex, which I've never heard of, bridging the two. Anyway. It was, but that's kind of this idea, like this new agey guy that just everybody likes mm-hmm. and gets along with, and, and that's impossible. That's impossible because well, it's you, impossible without the unification of the media. If the media, <clears throat> if the media comes to a synthesis, because we have antithesis, antithesis right now, we have uh, opposition, we have all kinds of conflict. If if the big media all of a sudden comes to a synthesis, you see Fox News. And uh, the old legacy media and all the Twitter robotic media, you know, all the all the uh, shill podcasts, the pro- the prostitution. <laughs> when that all comes, because there's the problem is there's a lot of independent media, right? And you essentially have two internets. You have the internet you can find with Google, and then you have all of the fringe sites that people know about and link to each other, and and. The, these are the ones that are f- fighting to stay on the big uh, aggregators like Spotify, uh, YouTube, and whatnot, and they're and they're mm-hmm. populating Rumble and and Odyssey 
at a at a very fast pace. So so you essentially have two worlds out there right now. So when when that uh, if you see the Trump versus Biden charade come to an end mm-hmm. with some sort of a savior there in the in the old media, I think that's when you're going to see this type of outcome. But the, but, the, but the problem is there's way too many people on the alternate media side of things, the new media. Yeah, you remember we've referred a lot to the um, Corona Circus guys. Journal, uh, from, journal the from the Future. Where there's aliens, and it's possible that they could do something like that. Not with aliens, but with, <laughs> with a person or a faction, right? Uh, uh, you know, this new... <laughs> Right. centrist political movement or you know this new enlightenment where you have somebody like a like a Dalai Lama type or a, a pope or you even have the Dalai Lama the pope yeah. and this this combination of of world spiritual leaders and and maybe there's a someone in there like a Bill Gates or you know some financier and they're all coming together to create the the new the new world governance board of compassion and equalization or yeah, well, the, equity uh, or something <laughs> stupid and everyone will like be like yeah, this is it we finally achieved world peace we're coexisting this is the the physical manifestation of the coexist bumper sticker right we've done it i the the last corona circus article was called season of sacrifice and i and they haven't posted since february and i wonder if it's because they don't have anything else to say or if they really think this is going to this is going to play out and they don't want to say anything until it plays out and you could see that we might be approaching that kind of a an environment where they really do start asking everybody to sacrifice you need to you need to be participating in the draft and you need to right. get your vaccines for the greater good and for the greater climate of course because vaccines help the climate well i but, saw like there was this an article recently on KSL, like Utah saved bajillion gallons of water over the summer, and like you did your part. And it's like well, it also rained a lot. I saw on uh, Martin Armstrong's blog uh, a funny meme that w- said, you know, there's a new vaccine out that will lower your body temperature by five degrees, so that you can help lower it, the yeah. temperature on the earth. Right. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the same people that created the mRNA. COVID vaccine or it's announced that they're working on a cancer vaccine, which isn't that the, the impetus, the, 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 isn't that the, uh, I am legend the inciting incident for I am legend to a cancer vaccine. Yeah, I think, I think it was, I think somebody, uh, took issue with that. There's some sort of a nuance relative to the, I, the start of I am legend, but I think that's what it was. Well, we try to we try to end with some practical advice. <laughs> Do we? I don't know. I don't know if we <laughs> just take the black pill. Well, just prepare yourself. Prepare your mind and your heart and your your bodies, your 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 household, uh, whatever that might mean in your circumstance, to resist some of this. Because right now we're still in the phase where we can resist. You know, you might live in a part of the country that's going to try to make you wear masks again here in a couple of weeks, or going to limit your attendance at at a church or school or something. And I would say push back against that. 
they try to institute mask mandates, don't. Don't participate. Don't wear the mask. Make them make a scene. That was that was kind of my policy during all that. I'd go to the grocery stores or whatever, and I'm not trying to sound like I was some kind of, I don't know, shining light. I was a degenerate, but may, my my policy was if they ask, I will put it on unless I didn't feel like it. There was one time I left instead of putting it on. But nobody, almost nobody ever asked. And maybe that's because I'm a surly looking bearded fellow. I found a Reuters fact check on the I Am Legend thing. You want to hear it? <laughs> They're fact checking a fictional film. They are. They are. And that's so, this is because it's so powerful, this, this information, this understanding. And I, and I hear what you're saying about the, the mask and, and what's coming. We, but uh, these guys that are running the show here, they're pretty expert at, at uh, head faking us into doing something stupid. You know, I don't think they'll do right. the exact same thing twice. Maybe they will bring back the mask mandates. Well, some I, of them, you have these low-level morons yeah they, they, they don't are, they don't realize know. the song is over and they and they keep going with the old one which is one of the sad artifacts or, or side effects of the way our society works is we have massive amounts of regulation that just is uh because right. there was some past emergency but uh okay so reuters or reuters reuters they fact check this. Fact check. A vaccine did not turn characters in the movie I Am Legend into zombies. <laughs> I'd like to fact check Reuters and say that a vaccine actually did turn real life people in America into zombies. <laughs> right. But why are but, they fact checking? Well, social media users have been sharing content online that claims that characters in the movie I Am Legend starring actor Will Smith turned into zombies because of a vaccine. This claim is false. We don't even want. We don't even want a fictional. We don't even want a fictional situation here where the vaccine caused people to turn into zombies. And uh, they give some examples of people saying that in I Am Legend, the um, the sickness didn't make the zombies; the vaccination did. And uh, the two. They say for background, they say the 2007 film I Am Legend is a sci-fi where scientist Robert Neville, played by Will Smith, believes he may be the sole survivor in a plague that kills most people and transforms others into zombie-like creatures. Throughout the movie, he is battling other survivors to find a cure. And then the film start, they, they explain the context of it, which says that the film starts with a scene where a fictional news anchor is interviewing the character Dr. Alice Crippen, who has cured 10,000 cancer patients with a genetically engineered measles virus. Okay. A transcript of the movie is visible here. I'll give you a link. Crippen says during this interview scene, in this case, the measles virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level, to be helpful rather than harmful. I find the best way to describe it is if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car being driven by a very bad man. Imagine the damage that car could cause. Then if you place that man with a cop, the picture changes. And that's essentially what we've done. This genetically engineered measles virus is the reason for the plague and the zombie-like creatures. It was not a vaccination, but a modified virus to treat cancer. Okay, so hold on a second here. That uh, isn't that this just is, another word for vaccine. This is this is don't believe don't believe what actually happened. Believe what I'm telling you because they had to change the definition of vaccine in order to match this 
genetically engineered mRNA shot, which acts like a virus. It replicates in your body. It changes your DNA, modifies, modifies cells. We're going to get flagged. It doesn't necessarily change all your DNA. It, it, well, no, this is what the, the AP <laughs> explained. They, they, it they had to go and explain that it, it, doesn't, it does, but it doesn't modify your DNA. Because <laughs> when you say it modifies your DNA, people think it's modifying all your DNA. No, the mRNA goes into the cells that it goes into, and it changes those cells to produce spike proteins. Mm-hmm. Right? It uses your body to produce the spike protein to create the reaction. It's like, a, it's like replacing a, a bad guy in a car with a cop in a car. It, it's doing something. And then there, they were, there were people that were arguing that uh, you couldn't say that it, you couldn't say that it was an operating system. People early on were, were, were getting fact-checked for saying this, that this mRNA shot is, an, is like an operating system. It's like software in your body. And they were getting censored and, and deplatformed for it or, or kicked off, banned or whatever. And then the science officer for Moderna came out and said, no, it's, it's an operating system. <laughs> That's how we look at it, mm-hmm. is we're putting this in your body so that it can be a platform for future use. I've seen ads using that same analogy, right? Like up, keeping your software up to date and your antivirus. Yeah, stuff right now they're playing. So it's, this is, again, massive gaslighting of the American population. It, it, whatever we say is good and whatever you say, if you're... If you're um, in opposition or you're contradictory, you are bad. And we can, we, can ch- we can turn on a dime. We can shift whenever we want. We can say we didn't say that. We can say that up is down, down is up, black is white, white is black, evil is good, and good is evil. And we're allowed to do that because we own the franchise. We have the authority given to us. We yeah. say what truth is rather than truth carrying its own authority. AP fact check. Pfizer never claimed to have tested the impact of its COVID-19 vaccine on transmission ahead of its 2020 release, despite misleading claims suggesting the company lied about the issue. Such studies were conducted after its rollout. See, they're sneaky. Pfizer never claimed to have tested the impact on transmission. Well, they did, and they also claimed that, that it stopped transmission. They, That's why you were supposed to get it, because you, right. of course, you wear your mask to protect other people, and you get your vaccine to protect other people. So they're, they're, it's it's amazing, and I think the more, whole, more and more people are, are realizing what's going on. Right, the whole apparatus of lockdowns <clears throat> and and vaccine mandates was to protect other people. If the vaccine was only going to affect you, then who cares? As the Utah coronavirus said over and over, and actually used it as their tagline, it's safe. It's effective. It's how we get our lives back. How do you get our lives back? Well, you get the shot and then the virus stops dead in its tracks. Right. You're not going to get this. You're not going to get sick if you get this vaccine. That was Joe Biden. That was CDC. That was Pfizer. That was the. So just say no. I I don't know how we do this, but we've got to just call out the craziness. Well, you have to call it out and you have to try to make yourself somewhat resistant to it. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think you can become immune to it, but you've got to make yourself resistant. How do you do that? Well, just say uh, no to mind control. You have yeah, be, I think I believe, think yeah, believe your this eyes. This might lead this might lead to some uh uncomfortable situations, but you know, like mom, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I that's just absurd. I'm just sick and tired of it. You know, if you want to debate it, we we could sit down and debate it, but uh, they're gaslighting us. It's gaslighting. Got to call right. it what it is. They're gaslighting us and you can't don't, you know, if you're finding a reason to excuse the behavior of these people and, and of the national me- propaganda media and your state health officials or whatever, if then you have a real problem. They right. should not be excused because they're telling us they'll say whatever they want and they might say well i i was just doing the best i i could with the information i had then you should be fired because okay well we're we're still going to hold you accountable you you still still need to be be accountable accountable. yeah and as of yet there's been zero accountability you know to my knowledge there hasn't been a public health official who has had to resign or been fired you haven't had any university presidents step down for implementing vaccine mandates and forcing these young kids, manipulating them and blackmailing them into mm-hmm. the vaccine so that they could go to school or play sports or whatever. Uh, I've not seen CEOs or other you know, business executives have to do that. Nobody's having a crisis of conscience right now that was involved with this, at least not publicly. But I hope privately, I hope they are. Like I said earlier, if you did this, you're disgusting. Now, that doesn't mean you can't change. It means doesn't mean you can't come out and say, "Well, a lot of I people, was wrong. I made a horrible mistake, and I'm sorry for it." But some of these people know they can't do that, including mm-hmm. lawyers at certain law firms protecting certain entities and institutions. Because if they do that, then they're going to open themselves up to accusations of, "I did this because you made me do it," and now that person is dead. That person did it because you made them do it and now they're dead. They open themselves up to liability. Yeah. yeah. Which is what they're all about is avoiding any liability. That's what it's, yeah. They act with an abundance of caution to protect the institution. Your safety and well-being be damned. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not about us. It's not about the individual. It's not about the people. It's about the power structure. structure. And right. if they can protect the power structure, you are expendable. And that's just the facts. That's just how it is. That's the reality. And we, that's been proven over and over and over. We are expendable. Yes. And that's not really fun to say, but it's, it's where we're at. I, I hope all of you listening and, and you, Bobby, today have enjoyed your Black Pill Fest this is, <laughs> this is this is really. You asked what's going through the warped brain of Bobby Flood while he's in the mountains. Yeah, and yeah, this and and, the, and this is one reason why. Just to add the final black pill, this is why I think we're going to war because they, you can't back away from this type of a mistake. And the problem is when when enough there are plenty of people who are hoodwinked and they're having a hard time admitting that, and there are plenty of people who were scared, which caused the hoodwinking. And they don't want to admit that. They have, uh, what do you call it, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. They love their, this is mass Stockholm Syndrome. They love mm-hmm. their captors. And so they don't want to admit it. So they'll, they'll, they'll swallow the flavor of the day. They'll, they'll uh, saturate themselves in it as much as they possibly can just to try to avoid having to think about admitting you're wrong, changing your mind, having a dramatic shift in how you view the world. Because if, if there was nefarious intent, if there was coordinated effort on this, the situation is really bad, really bad. And as enough people are waking up to that and pressing the issue and bringing it to a head, that's why we got to have war. 
that's why we have to cancel these people because we need to, we can't get enough we can't allow enough momentum on the freedom front to uh, be generated. Otherwise, we'll they'll lose their power and and we won't go to war. So we have to have the war to wipe all of that out because war is how you clear the bankruptcies bankruptcies of kingdoms and countries. That's how you uh, fully suppress all dissent. You know, in a, in an even far more dramatic fashion than what we just saw with coronavirus happened during the war between the states. Lincoln did it. It's, it happened during World War II for sure. And, you know, the government just takes command control of everything and they don't let go for a while. The last time it was a five or six year war with World War II. And this next time, and we've been at war for 20 years. We've been at war ever since World War II, but we haven't had the type of control structure that they had last time. Well, they're not going to because they've had they they've been able to uh, achieve their ends to the extent they wanted with that with the control structure they set up after World War they're II. They're not going to let go this time. This is <clears throat> we're looking at permanent state of control. If well, they, the, the, if they that's grab that. Well, what happened after World War II was they did let go in, in a sort in a of. sort of a media sort of a but, way. But look it, at. They 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 made the appearance that they had let go, yeah. but all of the state apparatus continued to grow into the CIA, NSA, all of the other, well, yeah, look all at, of the governmental agencies. Look at post nine eleven, they haven't yeah. let go. Yeah, post post World War Two, we saw a massive increase in state um, in the development of the modern American police state, and we we were policing around the world. In plenty of there's plenty of examples of that. We just didn't think of it that way because we were prosperous in America. We were reaping the benefits of that. And there, the media was very, very tightly controlled, very you're, unified. You're still taking your shoes off at the airport. I mean, that's just a little teeny example. Oh, of you're getting the, a naked body scan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That was all supposed to just be temporary. temporary. The, the Patriarch was supposed to be temporary. Until we won the war on terror. Yeah, well... And we now, never won that war. <laughs> and how often do you hear about terrorism anymore? Not very often. Uh, just the domestic terrorism. Yeah. So you're going to have to take your shoes off before you go into the local church or the local smiths or the local food king. Right. Well. Okay. Black pill, 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 black pill. Okay. I've really enjoyed this conversation today, right? Bobby. <clears throat> well. Find some ways to uh, disconnect from all of that after you listen to our show and share it. <laughs> but I hope, I hope you guys all have ways to stay grounded and sane out there, whether that's time in the mountains or long drives or, um, you know, whatever. But don't get too immersed in this stuff because it's, it's meant to make you mad. It's meant Sorry, to make we'll, you... We'll be your single source of truth. It's, don't... It's, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we, we'll tell you. Every week, we'll just tell you what to think. <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll, we'll only do it once a week. We don't need to do it every day, every night at 5 and at 10 and throughout the day over your, your app feeds. Good morning, Utah. You can get up. You can get, you can get propagandized from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed. You also get taxed during that time. Well, yeah, taxing on you get, your taxes are taxed. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, hey, stay sane, <laughs> everybody out there. Yeah, God, God bless you. I hope that you have. Um, 
a prosperous week and that you'll find the courage to appropriately stand up when it's the right time oh, and place. It's time. Well, you got you got to think about it. You gotta, yeah, but fi- figure out what that means for you. Yeah, but it's, fi- it's we're time. not telling you to do anything specifically, but you get in touch with God and figure out how you, you're going to navigate these murky waters. Thank you, everybody. We are the Mind Virus Show. I'm Bobby Flood. That's Jordan Bruno, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Signing off. <laughs>